0: your nails look lovely thank you
1: they remind me of like barbie Mm. i like yours though
0: thanks it's called feeling very good
1: i don't even know the name of mine
0: i always know the name of mine welcome to things that make you say hmm a podcast where we discuss things in everyday life that make you question I'm Alia. And I'm Amanda. And this is our show. All righty. What's making us say, hmm, this week? Women and men's health is making us say, hmm. What? Why is that? Well, as much as we think we know about women and men's health, there's a lot that we don't know. So today, so Amanda, <laughs> Amanda is going to be discussing women's health, and then I will be discussing men's health. So. Um, and talking about what made me question him, because obviously I am not a man. So today's episode, our goal is to spread this information in hopes that you take valuable information away and apply it as necessary. After all, without our health, we have nothing. And I must say, please Consult with your physician. Please. Because we are not... <laughs> I'm not a doctor. We're not responsible for any decisions nope, you make.
1: Not a medical professional. After this episode. Yeah. As much as I like to research some things or like be like, oh, you know, maybe <laughs> I learned this from the internet. Oh, I must be a doctor. You know, like yeah. I've watched... 17 season of Grey's Anatomy, I am now a surgeon, a surgeon, (laughs) I love it. So with women's health, I was actually surprised by like how much I actually didn't know about women's health, the healthcare system, and just the overall care for our bodies. What really blows my mind is that most of the medical studies don't include women. Now medical studies now include women, but before it wasn't even mandated like women weren't even involved in the in medical studies until like the 80s and they weren't even like it wasn't even like forced they actually started forcing it in 93 this is really not that long no it's not you know women worldwide have been reported being medically gaslit now i ever since you know doing the research for this i just keep seeing you know TikToks come up left and right about Women being gaslit. Now, I sent you a TikTok the other day of this woman who she went to go see her gynecologist and he said, Oh, you may have, or not you may have, looks like you have appendicitis. Mm -hmm. Here, go to the emergency room. Here you go. They do ultrasound or they do uh, an ultrasound or whatever on her. And they're like, Oh, you have a cyst on your ovaries. Here is some antibiotics, blah, blah, blah. You'll be fine. And she goes, "Mm, That's great. Funny thing is, I got my my uterus and my ovaries removed. <laughs> like, mm. no, actually, it's a cyst on your on your ovaries. So she left, went home, still was having really bad pain. So she went again mm-hmm. to another doctor. And they're like, Oh, it's a cyst on your ovaries. <laughs> so,
0: I'm just confused because like they would see that all of that has been removed from her body. So why would they, they just don't believe her or do they think that she's lying that like inept that she
1: wouldn't real like, I have no idea. And that's just the thing. It blows my mind that these people who are supposed to be a medical professionals are totally just undermining what a woman feels like. There's something wrong. There's yeah. something like we're supposed to be the best advocate for ourselves for our healthcare. Right. Like we know what's wrong with us. Yeah. So, hey, something's wrong. I need to check it out. You know what? It's this. And it's like, oh, actually, I had that removed. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't. It's still this. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have that removed from you your body. Didn't, you didn't have she goes. So, like, in the TikTok, she goes, well, that's funny because, like, 10 years ago, I had my ovaries removed. And they had to go back to her records and, like, be like, oh, she's right. It's like, she's like, oh, no shit. She was there. She goes. I was there for the surgery. I'm pretty right. sure I know that they removed my two ovaries. And what they came, what they came to find out was that she had a tumor on her appendix and she had appendicitis. That's so crazy. So when they went in for the surgery, they removed the small tumor and her appendix.
0: That makes me sick. That just like that just pisses like, me off. Like, can you imagine being that person? And be like, hmm, um, sorry, doc. I. Hate to tell you this, but uh eight hundred years ago, I got this removed, so it can't be that. It can't be. That's so weird, and that's very unfortunate too. I I yeah. don't like that. And those are supposed to be like people that you
1: well, yeah, you're supposed go to, to like and
0: trust and like you want to trust doctors yeah.
1: to be like, hey, something's wrong with me. You're the medical professional to yeah. f- to figure out like this is actually wrong with me, so I can get the care that I need. Right. But, um, women are 50% more likely to become misdiagnosed even after a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Cause we have different symptoms mm-hmm. than men do of a heart attack. Yeah. We have silent um, heart attacks. Yeah, yeah. That's the scary part. Yeah. Like when yeah. I saw like the different symptoms of a woman's heart attack, like we don't get like the, the
0: pain in our left arm. Yeah. We don't, we get like, Nausea, <laughs> nausea, chest pain, yeah. like b- headaches or yeah. something. And like, we think it's like stress related. Yeah. I could be having a heart attack all the time. Wait, <laughs> legit. I was just going to say that. And I'm not even trying to be funny. I've probably had so many fucking heart attacks. Oh, probably. Like, <laughs> the amount of times. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just doing all
1: this research, like, this had just. When I was doing this, I was getting so mad. Yeah, I was getting so mad that there's so many things that I I just didn't even know about because they don't even they don't even teach you this yeah. in school. Yeah, at least not when I was in school.
0: Yeah,
1: or if they did, then I was probably not paying that good of attention. But no, they, didn't t- <laughs> they didn't teach you.
0: They're not going to tell you that one day your doctor may tell you that your ovaries <laughs> are there when they're not there. Exactly. You know, and like there's
1: even like four out of five pregnancy related deaths in the united states are preventable preventable oh, wow. and on top of that black women are near are nearly 3 times more likely to die from a pregnancy related issue mm-hmm.
0: i think a lot of that in different races has to do with uh like your socioeconomic status too yeah and like can you afford to Go to the doctor and get these treatments. Well, yeah, that was a like huge that. thing,
1: even during the pandemic. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of preventable things, uh, health issues that definitely could not have been prevented um, if people had access or the resources to their healthcare physician. Yeah, there's just so many, so many problems that I just didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the medical researches or studies are solely based on men's anatomy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's based off of their reactions, their their reactions. Yeah. <laughs> of you know, medicine or treatments and whatnot. Um, now there were at least nine things that when I was doing research that like things that you should know <laughs> about as a woman. Yeah. You know, your If you have heart disease or how you're dealing with a stroke, diabetes, like with heart disease, I know that we were talking about that earlier. Heart disease is the number one cause of death for women. Men and women. Men men and women, but women get it later and die faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was reading about. Yeah. Men
0: get it at least 10 years earlier than women do. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then the average age
1: for a woman at least 70 years old for a heart
0: disease. That's when it like the onset. Of yeah. It? Oh, at yes. least 70 years old. I mean, that's pretty late, yeah, that's pretty late, but I mean, that's still good. <laughs> I mean, if I want to get heart disease, yeah. I to be 70. Yeah. <laughs> Not like 40. I didn't know that it was such a late onset. For, yeah. Like I didn't know it was that late. Yeah. And then uh, with a stroke,
1: it's at least like thirty to four. I mean, it could it could just happen, and I feel like at any point,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there's a lot of things that can attribute to having a stroke. Oh yeah. Um, but from what I was reading on the on the interwebs, because you know the internet doesn't lie about anything. Never, <laughs> never. <laughs> it's an average um, of fifty five and seventy five. Like the age range oh. Oh, okay. of women okay. who will have a stroke in their life is the, around those ages. Yeah, and it's one in five women. Between the ages of fifty and seventy-five, will have a stroke.
0: Hmm. There's just so much that we don't know. Yeah, these are things that make you say, "Hmm, hmm. I didn't know that before." And it's oh. like, why didn't we know well, that did. before? Oh, yeah. And
1: then the last week, the last Wednesday in September is nationally recognized as Women's Health and Fitness Day.
0: Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Because some of these things, I've never seen awareness to it, and it yeah. could just be like my own ignorance and not. Searching the right places or something, but I didn't know that they had that the last Wednesday in September.
1: Yeah, I just think it's, you know, it's super interesting. Yeah. I was actually reading that if you are irregular with your periods, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're trying for kids, if you're unsuccessful after six months, you should get fertility
0: tested there's an age cap on that though right i think it's like 30 i think 30 30, no i thought it was 35 after six months then you should get tested
1: women with a known history of irregular periods are are above the age of 35 years old or have known cause of fertility should seek management sooner or after six months of attempting pregnancy yeah so there's a lot of other risk factors for infertility, mm-hmm. so age and weight, medical problems affecting your hormones, ovulation, or overall functions, having like ovarian, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, so PCOS, Yeah. Uh, environmental factors and lifestyle choices, medical treatments such as chemotherapy and or radiation, um, STDs can definitely affect your reproductive health. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely one of the things. I feel like everyone should be more aware of and I, that's what I was mainly focused on is your either reproductive health or like your sexual health. Cause I feel like not a lot of people know about that. Or at least I, maybe, maybe just me. I don't mm-hmm. know a lot about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't just find out, but I don't, maybe someone else doesn't know that your birth control can have a drastic effect of who you're attracted to. Really? Yes. So a big <laughs> hmm on that one.
0: So if you really
1: ladies, if you really want to know if you like your man, get stop. off birth control.
0: <laughs> see if you're still attracted to him after you're off birth control. Get off the pill, wait 30 days and see if you still like him. Exactly. That's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: I know we talked a lot last time about breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Everyone should always do breast breast examinations
0: now didn't they look did they lower the age for mammogram because i think it was at 50
1: yeah they did it was at 50 now it's at 40
0: that's what i thought it's at
1: 40 now interesting yeah
0: that's good early detection so and then october is breast cancer awareness month yep yep there are lots of like like races like 5ks and stuff so many to raise awareness for it and donations and stuff like that which i think is
1: really good yeah. Um, but don't forget to do your your self examinations by lifting your arm up and feeling your boobie all around. Yeah, Didn't find any
0: lumps. Yeah, but hopefully none. Hopefully none. Or if you do, just you know, it's okay. It could be totally benign. And yeah, some of it like um, will just it's just like hard tissue, so it's mm-hmm. like it's nothing but like scarred tissue. Yeah. So I know when
1: I found my first lump, I literally freaked the fuck out.
0: Well, I was I can imagine. I was what.
1: 19 at oh the time. wow i was freaking out like i got cancer freaking oh, man it. it's totally benign
0: yeah
1: well that's good yeah that's why i'm like it's okay to freak out but like talk to someone about it yeah for sure talk- i talked to my mom like mom we gotta go to the doctor yeah <laughs> like now <laughs> we have to go now we have to go now but it's okay like talk if you, if you can't talk to a family member talk to someone and have them take you yeah like, I, it can be totally scary, but at the same time, like, it could literally be nothing.
0: Yeah. Thank you for bringing those to the table. Yeah.
1: Especially you know, the know it's birth not.
0: control one. That's very interesting to me. I, I'm like, hmm, what? It's so, not so hard work. What? It's, it's decent work. Yeah, right? <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Well, we're just going to switch it over to men's health. Manly men. And we're just going to jump right in with the facts for men's health that I did not know for obvious reasons. I am not a man. So, um, and two, I also found some of these to be quite scary um, and like concern for the men in my life that I know, like I'm concerned for them and I want them to be concerned. Yeah, so um, jumping right into it, testicular cancer in men. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So this is actually the most common cancer in men ages 15 to 34. That's so young. That is very young. Like that's not something that. Extremely young. A teenager should be worried about, you know, should they end up getting this guy forbid. So that is so young. 30,000 men die each year from this. So this made me go, hmm. And for good reason. But the good news is that this is the most treatable form of cancer. Good for them. But it's still cancer nonetheless. Yeah. So, you know, it's, <laughs> But at least it's treatable, especially with this young age group. You know what I mean? So, And I wanted to know if there was awareness for this because the people being diagnosed with this are so young. And April is actually testicular um, awareness month.
1: Now, is it like... How like is there like anything that they can like watch out
0: for? Because like yes. with
1: like women's breast cancer, you do they get the bumps. So um, do guys do
0: that with yes. Yeah, so guys are supposed to self-examine once a month after they um, shower. I was gonna say, is it a warm shower? Can they yes. do a warm
1: compress?
0: I don't know about compress, <laughs> but after a warm shower, um, that's when they should do their self-examination once a month. Okay. Um. So for men's health month. There's that's actually held in June. That's something that I didn't know. So it's to bring awareness to men's health. Um, So we have Men's Health Month and all month awareness for preventable health issues. And there's like a lot of encouragement for men to check themselves for early detection and treatment of any disease among like adult men and young boys, obviously, because we do have testicular cancer in young men. So something that made me say hmm regarding men and their health was get this what over 60% of adult american men are overweight or obese i did not know that i Which, feel like that makes sense in in the in the united states in the united states yes but i also i guess i'm looking also looking at it from like a fitness perspective when i go to the gym yeah you go to the guys gym like 20 are, times a week yeah and there are lots of men working out so it just i guess in my mind i'm like oh guys work out all the time No, they so don't. To, <laughs> to see like over 60 percent are overweight and obese yeah. was kind of a shocker to me i was like oh hmm. that like, checks yeah
1: i'm sorry but to me like that checks i know a lot of people who don't work out yeah i don't work out all the time
0: yeah but i mean that's just my thinking i'm like Cause and that's also like kind of like the stereotypical, like, oh, guys are working out and they're buff and in shape. And it's like, no, I'll, over 60% are not. Yes. No. So, but something else, over 40% of men only go to their doctor when they have a serious health issue.
1: Oh my goodness. That the, is so true. Yes. So the um like the amount of times I feel like I have to tell people go to the doctor. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's like, mm, no, it's not that big of a deal. You were literally complaining so much that, like, you don't – know like, you're sick. Yeah. And you've done
0: X, Y, and Z. Now what else? You're not a doctor. Go see a medical professional. Yeah. And I think there's just, like, that, that like – stereotypical like that macho thinking of like oh yeah toxic um, masculinity uh, uh, mean yeah yeah toxic masculinity (laughs) but i think that that mentality of like oh it's fine nothing nothing bad is ever gonna happen to me or something like that like guys just don't seek help for medical issues um uh, and other issues too you know but um (laughs) (laughs) so many issues that they don't get checked for but, but
1: also, I, I, I don't want to just like say, men don't do this. Also, women yeah, too. Women,
0: yeah, women too. But from the...
1: From your standpoint yeah, right now, from, since we're talking about men's health. Well,
0: yes. And from the research, it it, it stated like men, it literally says that men <laughs> do not go to the doctor. <laughs> the facts <laughs> are telling us. Like it, literally, like it literally says that like men don't go to the doctor um, until they have a serious issue. It's like... My hand is cut off. Perhaps I should go see a doctor. Eh, you know, what? I'll it's, just slap some duct tape on it. Yeah, call like, it a day. But that's literally how what that mentality is. And that says a lot about our society and what we think men should be doing. It's yeah. kind of like that man up type of, yeah. you know. So that those are some things that made me say, hmm. Something else that made me say, hmm, hmm? is prostate cancer. Oof. So... Your prostate, if you're a man, I am not a man. It's in your butthole. It let's um let's <laughs> there a nicer say, way to say Yes, it? let's let's okay. put it in other science terms. Science it's a small gland in your that's butthole. That's part of the male reproductive system. Your rectal area. It is the size of a walnut below your bladder near your rectum. But by the time that men are 40, something interesting, the prostate is the size of an apricot. Jesus. And by the time the men are sixty, it is the size of a lemon. So it affects their urethra. So the larger the um, the prostate gets, the more it's squeezing on that urethra, which causes bladder, bladder issues. issues. Yeah. F Y I for our male listeners, eight out of ten men will eventually develop an enlarged prostate mind yourselves mind yourselves how do you (laughs) is is there a way to avoid that so there's no way to like avoid per se getting having an enlarged prostate um there are tips for having a healthy prostate which is but but it's just the basic like Eating, eating healthy. healthy, exercising, you know, cutting down on salt, things like that. Just, like, your basic routine that you should be doing anyway. They said, like, have five servings of fruits and vegetables a day, yeah. things like that. Um, but symptoms of an enlarged prostate are feeling like your bladder doesn't empty after you use the restroom. Okay. And, or even straining to use the bathroom.
1: Like a UTI, in a sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so... Like that straining and feeling like you're never empty. Yeah. So if you have those symptoms, it's best to get checked. So this information really had me saying, hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that the men knew this as well as women. I wanted to make sure that men knew this as well as women. Yeah. That way they can help the men in their life become more aware of it as they age. Because really starting at 40 is when you should – like, I mean, some people have it even before 40. Yeah. But – At 40, it starts to enlarge. And then by 60, you know, it's a lemon.
1: Yeah. You're SOL then.
0: Yeah. Can't make any lemonade. Amanda. (laughs) 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 (sighs) (sighs) But those, but also those tips that I was saying, just eating healthy and exercising, given men don't seek medical help often, as previously mentioned, perhaps get into a routine you know of some sort you know it just better safe than sorry yeah you know try try and be as proactive as you can with your health especially once you know the information if you didn't have the information before once you have it you kind of you change your mindset yeah you know so but something else um switching gears men and mental health was something big on my Ooh. radar when i was looking up mental health mental yeah 49% of men are depressed. That tracks. Yeah. And they tend not to talk about their feelings. This is not me just saying it. It's li- it is It it is it is studied.
1: <laughs> men don't talk about feelings.
0: Like it, Ooh, even, big feelings. Yeah. Like even though it's the, the quote unquote stereotype of men don't show their feelings and things like that, psychologists have actually done the research on it and men do not talk about their feelings. They're not comfortable with it. Um, and I think it's really important to encourage men to talk about their feelings and give them a a safe space because they are actually more likely to take their lives more than women. And, and that depression also comes across as anger, aggression, irritability, you know, it does versus women where it's more so like, A lower mood you know just like very like melancholy not to say that men can't feel melancholy at all but their depression comes out in different ways yeah so it's like society will look at them as like that angry guy that guy has anger issues it's like no he he may actually be depressed like why don't we talk to him about it and i think as i said earlier society has this whole like macho man guys need to like suck it up and you know if you cry then you know you're you're you're, you're like yeah you're weak you know things like yeah, that
1: which is not okay because it, it is totally okay to cry right. and it's totally okay and normal to express your feelings yeah
0: like it it's it's okay to feel your feelings too you know like you don't have to be this like you have this tough guy persona because that 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 hinders you more and again it creates yeah going back to our self care right self care <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know so that's something that made me say and then their depression can also come out as headaches ooh it comes out as digestive issues you know what i mean so and because men are not are likely not to talk about this, you know they cope with other outlets, totally manifesting their feelings into yeah. physical issues. Yeah, exactly. Like we talked about <laughs> exactly, last <week's> episode. exactly, <laughs> exactly, and like they'll they'll turn to other outlets to cope, and that 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 drinking, drugs, you know, mm-hmm. people will gamble or, or even just video like, games. overeating. Yeah, Bingeing. video games, overeating, you know, or undereating. Yeah, you know, because men also suffer from eating disorders as well. It's not just a woman.
1: No, that's not just a woman problem. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's very important that we don't dismiss health issues for men or, I mean, anyone at that fact. But since I'm covering men, I'm seeing just how overlooked they are, you know, um, in certain areas, mainly with mental health. I feel like mental health for women is very – out in the open yeah especially like when we talk about maternal health and postpartum and oh, things yeah. like that i know where that. it's like it's like normalized yeah. and it's like it's a, like oh she's postpartum or something like that but like with men it's it's not talked about until they have know. a different perspective on it yeah they deal with
1: it in a different way mm-hmm. and it's because they're even though they're still going through what their partner is going through it hits them a lot different oh yeah
0: oh yeah but it just, it it made me think about how society splits men and women. You know what I mean? A hundred percent, yeah. You know, all, like, it's not just a stereotype that men don't talk about their feelings. It's been studied that they don't. Yeah. Can't feel vulnerable. Like, they are uncomfortable talking about it, you know. And that kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Because there are a couple people that I know and they've been emotional and i love that though like i love that because it's like okay like number one you feel safe to feel that way around certain people not everybody can feel comfortable like crying in front of a woman or anybody oh yeah you know and then i also read something about how men also have to quote-unquote, you know, like man up and keep it together because their circle of friends may not be supportive of them mm. either. They, like, I have you. If I want to cry, I, I know I can call you. Oh, yeah. Like, I have a shoulder to cry on. But, you know, does a guy have a shoulder to cry on with his mm. other guy friend? That's a
1: good, that's
0: you know a, what, what I mean? That's a
1: great question. Yeah.
0: So, things, again. Things that make you, you say, hmm. say mm. You know? So, um, again, like – Men and women, like, health is important for all of us. Yeah. But I know I didn't
1: touch a lot about women's health, but. You did. Like, yes. There's definitely. There's, there's more. So there's much. so much. There's so much. I literally got even, overwhelmed. Even
0: with men, there's so much. But those three, the testicular cancer, the prostate, and, um, you know, mental health is extremely important. And then we also have um Movember. For men in November, where they grow the mustache.
1: No shape November. Yeah.
0: For awareness, um, for those testicular cancer, prostate cancer, really? and mental health. I thought it was yeah.
1: for something else yeah. entirely. No,
0: no, it's for it's for those three things. Yeah. And um, they have move for Movember or Movember. Um, you can run or walk 60 miles over the month for the 60 men we lose to suicide every hour across the world. Wow. You know. Do something fun or anything virtual or in person. Choose your adventure challenge during the month of November. You grow out your mustache, things like that. You can donate to the um to them, everything like that. You know, it's it's all about men's health. And mental health is big for them. Yeah. Um, they have like spotting signs of, you know, someone who may not be okay. And different facts about, you know, prostate cancer, learning more about that. So I encourage uh, male listeners and women who are listening to this to pass this information along to the men in their lives, just because those three things are so common and they're happening at such young ages too, you know? So these are, again, these are things I didn't know for obvious reasons, but- I'm happy that I know them now. Yeah.
1: My girlfriend was telling me that I should have brought up or I should look into postpartum psychosis. Because oh. she was looking, uh, She I guess she found like a video or something of like this woman literally having an episode and realizing like the actions that she had done. And she didn't even realize that she had done them. Mm. And She goes, that is low. like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was real. I thought that was like a scary movie Mm -hmm. type thing. And it is a postpartum is a huge thing. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, just postpartum psychosis. This is a serious mental health illness that can affect soon after a baby is born or soon after having a baby. It affects around one in 500 mothers. Oh, yeah. Many people who have given birth will experience mild mood changes after having a baby, also known as the baby blues. Yeah,
0: yeah. For sure. And the it and it varies. Yeah. You know, like they're
1: like it can be like intense.
0: Oh yeah. And I just feel
1: so I just feel for that. I feel for all those mothers who are going through postpartum or are, who are dealing with those symptoms of mm-hmm. it. Cause it's like I know I know what it's like to be sad.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like it's almost it's like a a sadness that you don't know why, like some people will cry and they don't know why they're crying Yeah. and they're, you know, but, and some people like, um, we had, there was that celebrity Denise, I think it was Denise Richards who had really bad postpartum really long ago. Yeah. So some, like the, the, the degrees of postpartum are just so, it's such a broad scale. Like yeah. some people don't experience postpartum depression. Some people have it off the charts and some people are in the middle. Some people are very light and it's like, Oh, two weeks, you're good. Or that could, but that can go up to a year, one year after having a baby too. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So, but I think that was, you know, informational. I think it was good to just do our own research on men and women's health, what we can take away, what we can share with, all of you and yeah. our friends and family and hoping that, you know, just this little bit of information makes you say, Hmm, yeah. maybe I should look into this. Maybe yeah. I should start doing my self examinations. Yeah. Maybe I should eat healthier. Maybe I should be Check more active. Check the medications that you're taking. Check your medications <laughs> to make sure that you like who you're dating. I don't know. But, it's just important to be in tune with your body just because so like symptoms vary by person. I mean, just like with the men and their depression, yeah. like it comes out as anger and irritability. And then it's like a headache. And, you know, but for me, it's, it could be something else, you know, yeah. but just being more in tune with your body, being aware of what you're doing on a regular basis, what
1: you're putting into your body, yeah, too. what
0: you're putting into your body, because that affects I mean, look at that heart disease. Yeah. That's the number one cause for both men and women. And then you take that statistic of over 60% of American men are overweight and obese. It's like you have to be more aware. Yeah. You know, you want to live a long life. You want to take care of yourself. A long, healthy life. (laughs) Yeah. A long, healthy life. You don't just want to live and be in this despair. I think we should do the end credits and bloopers. Mm, That's our folks. Thanks, everyone.
1: (laughs) Till next time. TTFN. Ta-ta for now.
0: Well, that's all we've got for today. Thanks for tuning in this week. To submit topics for future episodes, you can email us at things that make you say hm two at gmail.com. And that's hm with two M's. You can also check us out on Instagram at things that make you say hm two. I could really go for some cheese right now. Oh no, no cheese for me.